Welcome to Licensed Ball. I'm Hip Hop, your host. Back at it again on another one. Covering the, covering the Double Trouble event. The two twins event. Put on a nice event. Real good teams. Been out of the game for a minute. First tournament of the year. Get to get catched up on seeing people. Getting the feel for the gym and how basketball is in the A. And see all these good teams and came off with a good experience. Brought my son. He loved it. He loves basketball. Hopefully one of these days he'll be in one of those events. Cooking somebody. I'll make him his first mixtape or something like that. I mean, it was very entertaining. Saw a lot of basketball. I seen, man, Atlanta show you that the game of basketball is in a good place. Have a lot of talent. So much talent. We can't cover it all on this event. There's so many games. So we're going to do what we can. Had a lot of standouts. I mean, Chattahoochee team, they're going to be a problem for people. Norcross, going to be a problem for people. Shoot. Milton, ranked number two on Max Prep. I'm like, hell, if they ranked number two, man, where Norcross at? I'm like, they better than Norcross, man. That's amazing. Because Norcross is good, too. Shiloh got, has some players, got some j- junkyard dogs. Seen a lot of, you've seen the state champions there, Mount Pisgah. A lot of things. I mean, we've got Afonso from baseline to sideline.com going to join the show give a breakdown on the invitational it just real it's real refreshing to see this basketball man and the difference between the game now I think it's like my third cycle and the cycle's like every four years classification from freshman to senior year so it's like my I guess my third cycle and what I'm noticing with these players they good the difference between them and other cycles I've been covering is the development the players were more muscular and they seem to be more developed and they gained developed it's like this it's a slow burn now these players get ball it's just a slow burn where they you get to see their development over a period of time where it's slower. It's not so quick. Microwave development. With the other classifications I have seen over the years, like with Ryan Harrell, Jalen Brown, who else? Derek Favors class, all of them. Jordan Adams, you know, Al Tariq, those type of players, and many more development so but it's just good and they are very skilled players so I had a, I had a great time at the event over there in Berkman High School they put it the twins put on a good event it's, it's well worth the drive I live an hour away it's well worth the drive come on check out that basketball and see, see everybody And I got so much content I don't think I got enough time to put it out bunch of players caught bodies they just showing how they showing and proving and one that big I noticed videos not as big coming back around now this time since I've started licensed ball podcast 
it's like it's more photos i guess because of instagram so you see a lot of people taking pictures which is cool and we need that in the game a little bit make sure of both a lot of media covering this event so basketball real strong in atlanta very strong now we're gonna go in and jump right into it we're gonna go and bring in Afonso from baseline to sideline onto the show and start breaking this down and unpacking this cool event they had over there at Burkmark. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. Got Alfonso from baseline to sideline joining the show. What's going on, man? Ain't nothing, brother. I appreciate you having me, hip hop. Oh yeah, we gotta give you your flowers now, man. Hey, everybody who listen to this show, this the man who created Hoop Sing. Don't y'all forget this. Those tournaments y'all go to, <laughs> no, that website, you talking to the man right here. You talking about the Godfather of this? Yeah, it's nice oh, catching up with you, man. This weekend. Oh man, it was it was great seeing you again. I know I've been away from the state due to due to just needing to separate myself from that from that hoop team scene, but uh, you know, I'm glad to be back in Georgia, glad to be able to see individuals like yourselves that before this media space got as crowded as it is, we were one of the few that was out there before doing a lot of the legwork, so good to be back in the state, good to be back with some of the originals. It's kind of like, if I think correctly, when you left, I took a vacation because I was burned out, I was burning both ends of the candle, man, I was really working doing this basketball stuff at least 10 hours a day, seven days a week. Then I was working overnight and it just killing me. And I just drained. And then I got a promotion too while I worked during the days. I just needed it. Charge my batteries up. Now I feel hungry and like look forward and doing this every day now. It finally like kicked in. I tried to do it like a year ago, but it just wasn't happening. No, I listen. First of all, like, I think, I think you're right about just, you know, we all get to a stage in our lives that we do, those things do happen because those people think that, you know, what we're doing and we're just doing it because we want to do it. But no, it's our passion and, and we want to do it the right way. And when you're passionate about something, you're going to burn some, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to hit some exhaust points. And, um, even like, you know, to hear that you're back and you're, you're hungrier than ever is only going to make, not only the coverage better, but it's going to uplift the sport, uplift a lot of the youth that's involved, and be able to do some real content like you've always done in the past. And I know for me, even at one point, like I said, after that situation with Hootsie, like I almost considered putting it down. And I realized after being six months away from here, six months away from really not trying to pursue even basketball venues when I was up in upstate New York, I realized it's it's what I've been fortunate enough to do. And I couldn't see myself doing nothing else, you know? So it's part of the reason why I rebranded myself with baseline and sideline and just told myself it was a great opportunity to continue my passion, 
to continue what I do while while helping assist and serve our youth in this sport because we do need some good people because there's some people here who really don't know much about this sport or don't you know don't understand the nuances of what it takes to help kids reach to the next level not solely just division one no the funniest thing i guess it might be an eagle thing with me from doing this since 07 so what that's like 14 years so i guess a little bit eagle my ego get a little bit crushed when i go in the gym now and some of the people like have good players or good players or good teams they don't know who i am like you walking right by me and you even saying that to me so I got it's it's like a reality check for me. It's it's, it's, it's crazy because we we were both at at double trouble this weekend first event. Check that out and saw a lot of good talent and we could see basketball is in a good place in Georgia. Oh, absolutely! Basketball was in a good place and and, and I understand. We, you know, it's funny to go back to your first point on that you said is I totally understand what you're saying because what I've been since I've been back. Basically, this week has made a year since I've been back in Georgia. And I laugh when I see people talk about who's seen and people like yourself are able, you know, who are here from the beginning go, nah, that's not going to be there. That's not there without this guy, you know. And it is humbling. But then once the kids manage to do the research or listen to the people that they trust, they figure it out as well as, you know, like you said, there's some people, new people who have just arrived over the last six years who weren't around then, or they were they were doing something completely different, and it wasn't until their child got older is when they got into the basketball space in full. So, you know, here we fast forward. Like, I even remember covering Double Trouble when they was in high school, you know, Michael Pack and Charles Pack. And I remember covering them when they were in high school, so to see them doing their event, it was it was good to be there and, and good to see some quality teams and quality people. Yeah. When I found um, I filled out the media request, I said, I don't even know who hosting this tournament. I said, no, you know who hosting this tournament, but you don't know. When you get there, you'll find out. You'll know who this is. Because, like, man, I've been out of the game for so long. I don't know if I'm going to get media credentials for this because I never heard of this event. And... I don't think they're going to know who I am because I ain't been putting out stuff. And I got the media response like within 15 minutes. I say, I don't know. I said, I don't know they did the research on me or they know who they recognize the name. And then I got to the event. I said, oh, man, I know, I know these guys. I was like, man, okay, all right. I still know some people in the game. All right, no, absolutely. And, and like I said, when you, uh, when you put in the work you do, you know, people are going to respect it, especially those of them that have been around for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So when we come back from break, we're going to break down that Double Trouble Invitational event. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. This is Lakers Somerville. You are listening to License to Ball. Welcome back. I got Alfonso from Bayside on the sideline with me. 
and we're going to break down the Double Trouble Invitational from this past weekend at Burkmark High School. What was your takeaways from the tournament? Well, um, the one thing I, I enjoy the schedule, when you see the schedule of, you know, in the beginning, of course, this is everybody's first event, first game, first open season opener. So there's just so many things that you could look at. I mean, you have, um, you had Collins Hill playing Mount um, Bethel. Um, you had, again, Norcross on the slate. You had Fayette County. I mean, you had a lot of, lot of quality teams. You had, um, Chattahoochee. And, and for me, I was excited because it was like, you know, I want to see, it's like, like Christmas, right? You want to see the newness of everything. Uh-huh. You want, you know, it's, it's like, this was Christmas for all us basketball fans. And Wild Double Trouble is one of many events going on, not only in Georgia, but across the country. You know, it, it still provided you that newness. Everybody's eager. Everybody's goal is to get to the state tournament. And no, you don't win the state tournament by winning the first game, but you also don't lose it by winning the first, I mean, by losing the first game. You know what I mean? So, it's just totally, totally making sure that you you put yourself in a space that you're able, you know, you go in with pure eyes to just be like, yo, whatever you might have seen of teams in the fall, it's totally different what you're going to see them now, you know, in many respects, because you still have people transferring in, you have adjustments, you have injuries. So it, I was excited. I was just excited and eager to just see what, what they bought. What team excited you the most? I can say Norcross because they have a tradition of being a talented team. And they were a team that a lot of people questioned because they lost some kids to some transfers. And I remember talking to Jesse McMillan and a lot of his guys during the Cobb County, excuse me, the Gwinnett County media days, so many media days that ran up. Mm-hmm. ran together. Um, and I had a t- chance to talk to him, man. When I spoke to him, per se, he was like, man, I I really am optimistic about this team, man. He really liked this team. And w- when coaches say that, it's one thing to say it, but they have to display it on the floor. And when you watch that team yesterday in the Double Trouble Invitational, all you saw was the way they really – enjoyed sharing the basketball with each other, playing playing the game with each other, and really having some level of almost peace and calmness around to each other. So that so his words of them being like a team that they were gonna surprise some people, he he surprised me because that team was playing as if they was in the middle of middle of um December, not the beginning of November. Man, I've been gone from the game, so it's like you're still in the thoughts of my head. I didn't want to have any opinion about them because I like I ain't been around and I ain't seen other teams, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be emotional evaluation. But I was right. thinking when I was sitting in the stands, I seen um I pretty much seen every no cross team play since back to Martin, Coach right. Martin, and I said this is the best no cross team I've ever seen. 
And I'm like, if I say that to people, most people are going to look at me sideways. They're not going to understand what I mean. They're going to look at the talent on the other teams. Mm-hmm. It's not the mm-hmm. most talented team no cross I've had, no. But I think this is one of the best teams so far what I've seen just in one game because, like you say, they're sharing the ball. They score at different levels. And the crazy thing about how their team is set up, each player scores at different levels so it balances out the whole court. Mm-hmm. And they play. They play hard. They push the ball. They got the point guard, London. Yep. And he kind of, I, I was trying to figure out who he remind me of and who he play like his game. I'm not saying he'd be this good or he's that good, but the similarity in his game, what he remind me of, he remind me of a young John Wall. Oh no, absolutely. He's got he's got all those possible intangibles. And here's and here's the thing about what you said in regards to people when if you were to mention somebody, they're one of the better teams, so they're one of the best, this is one of the best teams that they've ever put together. The reason people are gonna look at you sideways who may not understand is because they're looking for the name, the shiny gold pieces. And London Johnson is the only shiny gold pieces that many people know. Okay? London Johnson is the one who everyone in the country is trying to get a chance to get on their campus. London Johnson is the type of player that everyone's like, wow, he's, he's really solid. But the reality is that team is balanced right now. Balanced mm-hmm. with some older guys, balanced with some, with some size, balanced with some perimeter shooting, balanced with some length, balanced with just grit, you know, and a group of guys who, showed the ability to share the ball. Like I explained to someone yesterday, and like you said, yes, this is game one. And I said, man, if they're sharing like the ball like this, I'm going to say almost 65% of their schedule this year, man, they're going to they're gonna be tough to beat. Yep. They're going to be tough to beat. If they share it 65 to 70, I'll even say 73% of, and I'm just throwing out a percentage, um, the way that they share the ball because it's not real. Because if we say, if I sit there and go something blasphemous and go, yeah, if they share it like that 100% of the time and they shoot it like that 100% of the time, I mean, that's not realistic. But yeah. if they share the ball some in the high 70s, like they are right now, like they did yesterday, and, excuse me, in that first game against Fayette County, I mean, they, they, they're, they're going to be a tough out. I don't think they play. <laughs> I've been watching the game for a while, so I, I'm going to wait to see this. But what I've seen and what my train I saw is their capability there is at 60% of what they – I don't know if they're going to get it at 100% and they develop. That's how you, when you play games and constantly play with each other, you get that cohesiveness. But what I've seen, I've seen at 60 I'm saying about 60% where they, how they play. And I'm going to tell you something. I just thought about when I watched the game, what I evaluated, I noticed that I didn't realize I evaluated to now with London Johnson. He has a chance to be real great because he's the point guard of the team, and sometimes you didn't see him. He's on the court, and that's not in a bad way. He wasn't dominating the ball, and he understood to – he understand his teammates' game, and he got out the way and let them show and improve. No question. That's no question. Mm-hmm. That, well, and that's, that's humble enough from a kid like that who's getting a lot of attention 
as it is. And he's able to get out the way and let his guys, let his teammates perform, let his teammates do what they need to do to be successful. And they had about like close to what, between six to ten dunks. And caught a couple of cup Bond caught a body. But Bond caught himself a body. Aiden Sherrell caught himself a body. I mean, they, they again, they was there's a different Norcross. And again, I'm not gonna go out and say, oh, Norcross is back, because Norcross never really fell off to me in that sense. Maybe if people are counting state titles. But the one thing I do know is Coach McMillan, Jesse McMillan is gonna figure things out. That's the one thing I do know. And he's mm-hmm. going to figure things out in a way that you go, you know what? He he understands who his team is. He understands what his team is going to do. So he, he knows these things, and that's just something that's a rare form for a lot of for a lot of programs. Yep. They got one player, wasn't it Jesse Dean? Yes. And I'm kind of torn between he remind me of I got to watch him play a little bit more. A little bit of Ron Ortiz and a little bit of, man, I've been drawing a blank with his, what's the guy playing for the Bulls, played at Duke? Dang. He kind of reminded me of Dang. Lou All Dang. And I'm not sure. Matter of fact, it's funny. His name is Jerry Dang. Yeah, Jerry Dang. Who's 6'8", you know, who is a senior has changed his body from the summertime to now. So that just shows his commitment level. Um, he's, he can extend the floor. He rebounds. He shoots that ball extremely well. Um, and, and I really believe with the schedule that they're playing and, and as he continues to play like he did yesterday, man, he's going to, he, again, he's going to surprise a lot more people than people realize. He's going to be a steal. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. His you know, absolutely. game is a ceiling. It's a ceiling for his game, too. Huh? Well, he's, like I said, he's a guy that, barring any um, injury, he he really can surprise. He really, he really will surprise some people. I mean, but his commitment. I mean, the first thing I noticed when he stepped onto the floor was, man, he's he shedded a few pounds, you know. Because again, that's the one thing: his ability to shoot the basketball hasn't changed. It's his conditioning and the way they play. They were playing fast yesterday. Yep, they were playing fast, high energy, high motor, and they were playing with purpose because Fayette County has one of the better small forwards in the country on their team and Caleb Banks and while Caleb Banks finished the night with about 26 points 27 points he also is already signed to play at Indiana next year and they were there coach Woodson and assistant coach Asiya Rosman who's from Georgia they were they were in town to specifically see him yeah 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 so Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sure Norcross guys had a little bit of extra motivation trying to do what they got to do because Fayette County as a whole is going to be a a state championship contender. But, you know, based off of yesterday, people would probably walk away and be like, there's no way. But that's just a kudos and a hats off to 
Norcross and their ability to play the defense the way they did. How well Norcross played on offense is kind of shadow how well they played on defense. Even the man got 28 points. The defensive game plan was superb because watching him play, that's my first time watching that kid play. And seeing what he did and had to work for Banks, had to work for his shot. Caleb Banks had to work for yep. his shots and got 28. I said, this kid played against a subpar team. He would have got 40. No, no question. No question. No question. Caleb Banks, what Indiana is getting is a guy who is long, has good range, who could easily be uh, – he could go, depending, again, depending on how fast he picks up to the collegiate game, could go from being a one-and-done or two-, three-year guy and will end up in the league. He's still going to be a lottery pick. Yeah, no question. Even if it's three years, he'd be a lottery pick. If it's two years, he'd be a lottery pick. Absolutely. That's what I think. Absolutely. The question is, he could be a lottery pick his first year. And I'm I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. So I watch a lot of Big Ten basketball. Mm -hmm. Biggest transition for him is the physical part of the game in the Big Ten. And I I think that's knock on the Big Ten because – I don't think they get the props they should get in basketball because they philosophy on how they referee that league. They let them, mm-hmm. they let the top players get beat up the whole season and their numbers don't be good as like the ACC top players because they let them, they basically play modern day football with a 52-40 score and just let them be a brawl fest. You know, right, the range right, of motion right. in that league is, is, not, is not happening. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and which is, but, but again, this is where I feel like you're, like you're right. You're a hundred percent correct in terms of the physicality, how he's going to adjust to it, which is why it's going to be so essential for him between now and the day he steps on Bloomington's campus to officially move in, how much he commits himself to the weight room and to the conditioning part, because that would help him hopefully get a heads up. And a, and a head start on things. The best thing any I could do for him right now is send him a regimen on a workout plan on weightlifting and get him started in a program while he over there, have him doing the same kind of things and give it to the trainer fed so you can put that size on and that strength. Because when he get real strong, he going to be hell on wheels. He's going to be hard to stop at his size and his length and he's real strong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be tough. And no, he didn't absolutely. disappoint. Not at all. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I'm not sure what the point guard name. They got the point guard on the on the Fed team. He showed a lot R. of promise. R.J. Reynolds. Yeah, he showed a lot of promise. R.J. Reynolds is going to be is fantastic. Again, he's he's a senior who who when you look at him, he's explosive. He's a competitor. He's all the things you want in a point guard. And, again, it's just going to be one of them situations for him moving forward is finding a school that not only needs a point guard, but will use his attributes to their best of their ability. Yep. I like how you push that ball. The pace of the game he plays with, and he plays under control. And 
once again, it shows how good of a player he is, how Norcross defensive game plan was. He didn't get rattled. He still no. played his game. Right. Right. No, he he made sure of that, that's for sure. He wasn't going to get too too pushed out of his comfort zone. Exactly. That's a sign of a good point guard. What's another team that stood out to you at the tournament? Um, I'll say I'll say this, and this is a team that not too many people are going to talk about um, this season, is Chattahoochee. And when I say Chattahoochee, Coach, Coach Chris Short is probably one of the most – he definitely won the award of the best coach of the, of the day or the weekend mm-hmm. at Double Trouble Invitational because he, he played from, you know, his guys never really wavered in what they were doing. Never, um, never really, uh, how would I say, never deviated from their plan, you know, and, and I thought that he used the, because when you're coming into a game and even in the, in the media book that we got, you had Hamawa out of which, by the way, if I butchered that, I'm sorry. I've never said his name out loud because I was afraid that I would butcher it, so I apologize if he ends up listening to this. But also, Gil Matanoto, who's another one, these are two guys that people have already highlighted, and ironically, they also highlighted some 2024s. And when I looked at the list, I said, okay, I know two of these guys, and the 224s I've heard of, but I haven't had a chance to see. But I know they're pretty good. But the guy that stole the show was Avi Haritza, who he finished out with a game with a team-high 20 points. And it was a team-high 20 points of knocking down threes, getting to the basket, doing things that, again, was unexpected from a person who's watched enough basketball in the state and I've never come across this name in any form. So I'm looking forward to seeing how much he's able to contribute for them because everyone knows about Gil and Tamawa, but nobody really knows about Avi, and Avi proved that he's more than willing to compete and play against you know, a, a championship-caliber team in, in Mount Pisgah because sure obviously did. Mount Pisgah, Played played last for the championship last year, and they they did well, obviously. But to know that Avi Harista um, performed the way he did, they had me looking through the book like, "Yo, who is this kid?" Mm-hmm. And the Same. things that he did, I was like, "Okay, he's poised. He was never he was never never taking like a rush bad shot against a really solid defensive squad, but." He he and he also the thing about it on the he was exceptional on the other end. He was he was playing in space, um, deflecting a lot of basketballs, just making making basketball winning plays that again you don't notice if you're not at the game because the stat sheet is not gonna tell you that. So being able to see him it, it made me want to circle him on my list of players to watch as the season progressed. Yep. Gil, he told me how to pronounce his name, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some time before I could get that right. He said it, and it made <laughs> sense. And they're like, damn, that's, that's, that sound right. But uh, 
I'm not going to try to do that last night until I get get a little bit more practice. He <laughs> said, "Absolutely, well, you're going to have to share that with me one day." <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect candidate. I'm not sure what's his recruitment like right now. Well, he's he's a guy that again people know about, but aren't really sold on him, you know, and that's They're crazy. That's, that's the part that I that I find intriguing. But of course everybody's gonna lean on the oh it's a COVID year and everything like that, which I get, but you know, you also gotta look at this kid can play basketball and that's the important part. You know, this this kid is is a is not as highly recruited as one would think. Mm-hmm. Um he's a kid who who honestly ends up ends up being better than most people realize, but you got to watch him play to be able to appreciate. This you have to I watch have. him. Play. Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you just have to watch him play for some people, and he's better than a lot of people think. But I, I really just think you just need to watch him play. I'm gonna tell you, I, I, this is the problem, I, I, and I want to see them do so well. I know who needs. I know who needs to be throwing a red carpet out of him. It's Kennesaw State. He's he's a guy that would fit that absolutely. That's he, what they need he to would. Do. He would he would fit he would fit with what they're doing. I mean, he's a little undersized in terms of interior stuff, but he can play basketball, and that's that's a perfect that's the, program. Uh, uh, so, the reason why I say Kennesaw State is because they need players. And they need good mm-hmm. players. And it'd be the pace where it's perfect for his development. Where he, mm-hmm. he might better play he could play a little bit his freshman year, put a little bit of weight on, come off the bench, learn the game, and and I think by the his sophomore junior year, he'd be one of these players where the big time schools would be trying to nudge him on the shoulder by then after they put in all the work, hey, transfer out, come over here, man. We'll take you. Now they put all that work in, I think. No, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Like it's um it's something that a lot of people don't you know, it's just a matter of finding the right fit for him and finding the right situation. You know, and I think and again if he performs like he did yesterday consistently throughout the year and you might you might then again find out that, oh, he might be one of these guys that gets picked up late, hopefully. Yeah, when I was looking at him, I said, man, this guy's a, when I first started looking at him, I said, this guy's an undersized power forward with no weight on him and no uh, no skill level for the power forward position. And Well, the is his size. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would, he would actually have to play small forward in, at the next level, but depending on the school, he might end up being a power forward. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna tell you this now. By the end of the game, this what I this what I said to myself. I said, "Oh, he he's small forward." As I started watching right. the play, I started watching the play. So I said, "Oh, he a wing." I said, "This dude right. ain't a wing. The dude's an underdeveloped two guard. Look what he is. He's yeah. an underdeveloped two guard." Oh no, the development, the underdevelopment part is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree with you, one hundred percent underdeveloped, underdeveloped guard, no question. He'd been a victim of his height. 
what it looked like to me is not a knock on his coaches in the past. He was tall. Right. They put him under the basket. Right. And some coaches specialize in skill and development. Someone specialize in X and O's. Someone specialize in motivating. Someone specialize in recruiting. Someone got two or three of those, but none of them have a whole four. That's what he got different coaches mm-hmm. on the staff. So with him, I think he's a victim of his size as he's been playing and growing up. And they throw him up under the basket. That guy's a guard. Right. No, I agree. I, I Listen, I agree with that. I agree with that. 100% I agree with that. I just think he just needs working it out. More watching him play, out of all the players I watch play, I'm, I, I'm like, this is the difference between being in the right program, being around people, been around this stuff for 30 years, doing mm-hmm. this with the experience. I'm looking at a smaller version of Caleb Banks is underdeveloped. That's what I, that's what I seen when I watched him play. Right. So I could see that. I could see the possibilities of that for sure. For sure. And that's why, like, you know, again, a lot of people are going to talk about him. Like the, the Tommy kid that's there, there he's, he's going to be talked about because he's done a lot of, um, he's done, he's done a lot of good things throughout, throughout this season. I mean, excuse me, last season. So a lot of people are going to have him as a focal point. And so did Gil, but, Tommy's going to be the one people want to talk about, but I, I agree with you that he has a chance and with continued development and mess around even a even a post grad year somewhere at a quality post grad, he could do he could do wonders. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the skill factory is set up, but both of these seniors is a great candidate to go over there and play next year for a fifth year. Oh no, some development. Yeah, the way the way most post grads are set up, as well as and and I'll be honest with you, even even Middle Georgia Prep, the way their stuff is set up, pretty good. They the way they have their setup is that they're actually on the campus of Gordon State, and the kids stay on campus. You know, so and they get to take at least one or two classes, working towards their their degree. You know, once they get into any school that they take classes that are usually transferable. So it's just it's just like I say, just finding the right fit situation that'll be be able to get them to where they need to be. But you know, and I know everybody's gonna wait until they can they can get that D one offer that that offer that they're looking for and again, they're gonna have to play exceptionally well for it to come down this season for sure. Yep. What's one yeah. player that you need you would love to see more of in this first tournament? Um, it's a great question because, again, having had a chance to see a lot of them this summer, I I really there are really some kids that I you know I go man, I know I know I want to see them continue to grow and develop. And the kid that probably for me would it be, um, I would go with, you know, and, it, and it's, you know, because I'm looking at it, because it's kind of difficult, like I said, in terms of just 
China. But the kid that I want to see how he does is the rest of the season is Trevon Payton from Shiloh. Uh-huh. He's, he's a kid that brings you some size. I I like his game, cause, and then I'm not saying he plays like this guy. Excuse me, that he's going to be as good as this guy that I'm about to mention. But his game is very similar to this person. And no, I'm not going to say, oh, when he was – so you're saying when this guy was in high school, he's exactly like, you think Trayvon is going to be that guy? No, what I'm saying is there's a lot of things that I see and I go, ooh, he does a lot of similarities. And Trayvon Payton looks like a, a little Carmelo Anthony, you know, can post, can hit the mid-range post, can extend the floor, he rebounds, runs the floor. You know, one thing he does a little bit better than the pro basketball, um, Carmelo Anthony is play defense. I know you're say that. The school, <laughs> <laughs> but the high school version of him played defense. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, played, he played really great defense when he was in high school. So, and I want to see him more because I know his body has changed again. Another kid who's committed to his fitness, because um, he has all the other intangibles: has size, length, um, a little bit natural leaping ability. But his body wasn't as well defined as it is now, and he looks better. He's playing better, and, and playing under Kim Rivers defensively, he's going to be forced to play great defense or not play for Kim. Mm-hmm. So that's. Those those are the things that I really can't wait to see them again, and I've and I already kind of like circled two or three games that I know I'm going to see them again, and I spread them out throughout the year to just make sure that you know I get to see different levels of who he is. Yeah, the one player I'm intrigued about is on the same team. It's funny you say that, but it was Isaiah Bertis. Yes, 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 yes. I'm yes. very intrigued about him. Yes, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, again another team that people or they they seem to run into a little bit of problem throughout the year. But this is a team that's gonna when you come to play Shiloh, you better pack a lunch, a hard hat, and some work boots because they're gonna make you work for everything. They're gonna dirty up the game. Yes, they are. They're gonna make it. They're gonna make it filthy. And by the time you figure it out, you down fifteen, twenty points. Yep. Yeah, they. they so, the hard knows. Yes, yes. They're, they're a lunch pail group. Always love that about Tim Rivers coach teams, man. That's my kind of teams, really. I like those kind of teams. Mm-hmm. Get their elbows and hands dirty, and this. Yep. Get those scrapes on those knees. Absolutely. Man, it's been a pleasure coming on the show, man. Talk about this for so the cows come home. Man, listen, of course, man. I, I first of all I just want to say thank you for for inviting me on and, and I really am glad that not only are you back, you look great, you know, and the fact that you was able to get some mental clarity on on what your passion is because you're you're very good in this stage, man, and and the game needs you. The content needs you, and I appreciate you you for everything that you've done, man. It's funny you say that because when I, before I, when I knew I had the itch, so I did my little cheat sheets, and 
surf the internet, I couldn't really find none. I was like, what's like I found stuff, but not like it was. So like, man, where everybody go? I like when I was doing this heavy, every direction I look, it's like somebody was coming from my head. And I wasn't right, even in competition right. with them. Right, right. I see it's more photography more than ever now. It's, I think it's an yeah. easy, quick way to, for people to make, make a buck. They take the picture and they ain't really got to do too much to it. And no knock to them. I'm glad we need more pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good yeah, thing. Absolutely. Tell everybody how they can find your stuff, man. Well, look, I'm on, on all my social media platforms. I am baseline to sideline. Or you could find it on the initials BTS Report. And on Twitter, I'm BTS underscore report. Instagram, BTS Report. Facebook, Baseline the Sideline. So any which way they can reach me that way. I, I look forward to seeing everybody back in the gym because that's the part I'm probably excited about the most. We've um, lifted these COVID protocols right now, knock on wood. And I'll hopefully be able to have some packed gyms like we're accustomed to here in Georgia. I hear you on that. I think the protocol is going to be fine. I didn't vote it for the man, the governor, but I like how he been handling this epidemic. So how he's been moving. I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So he get my vote again. I mean, he not again. He get my vote this time around. Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't vote know. for him, but I will vote for him we this time. Got- we just got to move diligently through this space, man. Yep. Yep. And we look forward right. to having you on again, man. Man, I look forward to it, man. Just anytime, you know how to reach me. Yeah, most definitely. Peace. All right, peace, brother. That's a great conversation. That man got the juice. Knows his basketball, unraveling off names, not missing a beat at all. Just a gym rat. Some of the players I actually forgot about because there's so much talent out there. Brought up to my back to my attention. Like, yeah, that guy played. He balled out. It's just so much. It's so much talent in that gym is ridiculous. And Lennon growing in population. And the basketball talent is growing in population. So that's some sweet stuff right there. And I'm, I can't wait to next weekend and watch more and more basketball, catch up with people, bring my little one to the, the gym. He loved this stuff just like his father loved this stuff. So it's nice having that, having Alfonso on from baseline to sideline. The guy know his stuff. Everybody go check out his stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Keep up with it. Jim Rat, just like everybody else. Till next time. And also, follow us on all the platforms, too. You can find us on all the platforms. Like and share this and subscribe. Till next time, be one.